Hello everyone, welcome to Rubonus Podcast. I'm the host Donatas Rubonus and I'm joined by my colleagues Ritz Vishnauskas, Augusta Shulauskas. Welcome guys. We're like in eight, in eight outer hours we're departing to Cologne and the funny thing is that Augustus just came back from his journey so it's a hell of a day for us but we decided to uh, record this podcast uh, the last in Vilnius before the Eurobasket so I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, Both. yeah, we're actually on the same flight today to Cologne, right? Exactly. I believe you guys we're flying from Konos. It's gonna be crazy flight. A lot of Lithuanian um, basketball fans, a lot of fans, I and a lot concerns. of journalists. So I, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, the flight itself is fine, but uh, I don't know what's gonna happen by the gates. Mm. Half the fans <laughs> I, might be not I, I, allowed. I just hope to the flight, every, right? everybody's gonna board the flight. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, on, yeah. on, a, on a serious note, uh, we're gonna have a lot of work in, mm -hmm. in cologne right but the bonus podcast will keep going and, yeah. and we will uh, record our upcoming episodes from germany the group stage but obviously we're also going to berlin for the final stages whether lithuania qualifies yeah, or not we're, we're going to be there till the end so it's going to be a great basketball event for everybody yeah, and Augustus is also coming from a great basketball event which was serbia greece game in yes. belgrade You've been there, tell your experience. You said that it was the best game of your life? The best game of my life that I saw uh, life. In, in the arena. Yeah. Just, I think it was an iconic game. Two probably best players in the world going at each other constantly and playing against each other in the court, uh, defending with uh, great shots, with Greece starting the game with five dunks in a row. This was something I have never seen before, probably in my life. Um, Dorsey hitting a three-pointer with like 11 seconds left. Uh, and it was kind of a foul, I think, which wasn't called. Try to watch the replay. I it was so hard to tell. So he was hit in his foot? Yeah. and no, that, It was and, not a hand, right? Yeah. And that's why he did that, um, yeah. the leg separation. Yeah. But when you see it in Scissors, real time, almost. it's it's so hard to uh, understand whether it, it was a flop or whether it was a foul. So that's yeah. why he was complaining, you know, in the press conference. That was yeah, a great for press sure. conference. He told that he doesn't remember any game where just a single player shoots the free throws, which was Yanis, ten from fourteen, I think. Yeah, he was great at the line, and Ritis was Ritis mentioned that uh, in the last podcast. But uh, talking about Greece, just one quick point. Uh, they really miss a big body inside the paint. Like Yanis was guarding Jokic uh, in, in the second half and he was just, uh, Jokic was dominating him in the paint with, the, with his back to the basket. Simply too strong uh, and uh, too big of a body for Yanis to, to handle under the basket. So there is still some speculation if Papa Yanis can play and Antetokounmpo got injured mm. in the game as well, going, for, going for a crazy uh, rebound in, in offense, he got injured. Uh, that was also one of the moments that was just, I was like in, in shock. And uh, yeah, so a lot of injuries for Greece and uh, how was the general experience uh, in general? I mean, 19,444 fans, I think it's the record of uh, World Cup qualifiers. Now attendance. Greece has the record. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, when they came back, it was like, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred more. Yeah. The Greece game in. Obradovic in the front row. Djokovic. Djokovic in the front row. Some other yeah. basketball legends. 
how, how was the feeling? Because it was different game from what I've experienced when I was in Serbia because, you know, there was no rivalry between two teams. There were no things yeah. thrown on the court, which tells a lot that Serbian fans can easily enjoy the game just cheering for their team and just booing opponents, but just not throwing anything on the court. No coins, nothing. So, bravo. That's what we expect to see more in the future. That's Although it's argument. naive, but, you know, it was a good example. Because uh, there was no organized uh, support yeah. from the crowd. It was it was, diff- it was, mm, it was strange it, feeling, right, to watch that game. I, I wasn't for Cervenas Vezda or Partizan game mm. to see it live, so I can't really tell. But uh, from what I've seen on TV, it's, it's different. Like, uh, it was a great atmosphere because just how the game went. But there was no organized support and no craziness and no chaos, let's say, in, in the stand. So it was like a normal European great game, but with a really, really amazing atmosphere. And it has to be said that probably this game is bigger than any game that Serbia will face in the group stage of, of the Eurobasket. Oh, because for sure. <laughs> the, the World Cup uh, qualifiers are difficult. We know that. It's hard to qualify even for these big basketball countries because during those FIBA windows, they don't have Giannis, they don't have Jokic, they don't have many others. And uh, the group is really tricky. Latvia is getting win after win. They're leading the group. So Serbians needed to win both of these games desperately because in the previous window, they lost to Belgium, I believe. And it really really hit them. So right now, after beating Greece and Turkey, I think they're, I'm not going to say they are already safe, but they're in a much, much better situation. Greece, their situation is also manageable, but Turkey definitely has problems in in this group. Obviously, the priority for them is is to do good in the Eurobasket, but I saw Turkey against Latvia in the World Cup qualifiers and I, I during the whole game I was I was thinking about our podcast last week when we <laughs> all said that Turkey <laughs> is number five in the power rankings they're gonna go to the semifinals <laughs> because of favorable brackets and then I see and now it's Spain then I see Porzingis <laughs> just popping popping Latvians hitting 20 free pointers Davis Burton is with his hot hand Schmitz Strelnex everybody scoring 110 points no defense at all by the Turkish team and and a lot of questions uh, were in my head Mm -hmm. during that game Um, and obviously the biggest question is about Shane Larkin when the player is as desperate as going to Twitter to explain why he's performing the way he's performing you could say that something is not clicking for Shane Larkin this summer in, in the national team, but obviously we will see what had hap- what happens in the Eurobasket. It, just in general, I, I love the enthusiasm of these big games, having these NBA players, for example, Porzingis. I mean, you mentioned Latvians. It seems like if you put them in Turkish, uh, in, in the group of Turkey and Spain, they I could think win the group. they could easily uh, compete for the semifinals. I mean, with the bracket they would have, with the talent they have on the floor. So it just, you know, it's so sad, it's so pity that we don't, we won't have Latvia uh, in the upcoming yeah, instead Eurobasket of going event. to the Eurobasket, they were flying with Ryanair to Newcastle to, to face Great Yusuf Britain. Nurkic and Great Britain will be in the Eurobasket. Yeah, and Yusuf, Yusuf Nurkic could agree that it's not the most uh, comfortable flight. Yeah, you probably. Know. For Porzingis... There's no space to stretch your legs. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> hard. In an exit row. Yeah, and you know, just in general, I mean, 
I love the enthusiasm, especially of this game, uh, Serbia Greece. But at the same time, it just one uh, one more time, it reminded us that without the NBA players, national team basketball is a whole different conversation. And only with them we can enjoy the game, we can enjoy an event. And we're f- focusing so much on this war between FIBA and EuroLeague, but even with the EuroLeague players involved in, for example, if we had a scenario where all the EuroLeague players were playing in these FIBA windows, there's nothing to compare with the level which can be you know, delivered with these NBA stars. So it just kind of, you know, it was great to enjoy this basketball without, you know, official competition like Eurobasket or World Cup, which yeah. not didn't even start. But at the same time, it kind of, you know, reminded how structurally this this com- this calendar, this whole idea is. It, it has some advantages, but at the same time, I you don't know, think it has any advantages. Honestly, <laughs> I was and, about to say. Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and if I can add to what you said, if you remember, twenty seventeen, there was a super quarterfinal. Slovenia, Latvia. Mm. Um, I the was, real final. I, I was working basketball. during that game, but after the game with with colleagues, we were talking. Uh, what a game! Wow, these two teams—they are so talented. These young superstars, Porzingis and Doncic. Wow, and I was sitting there and I said, "Guys, you should think about it. Probably both of these teams will not qualify for the upcoming tournaments because FIBA changed the system." And Slovenia will be without the NBA and EuroLeague players. And Latvia will be without the NBA and EuroLeague players. Lithuania will be fine because we have enough of these medium quality players that can win games during these these qualifying windows. But Latvia and Slovenia, I predicted in 2017, honestly, I'm not bragging. They will struggle and probably will not see them in, in, in the 2019 World Cup. And who knows about the next Eurobasket? Okay, at least Slovenia is there in the Eurobasket to defend the crown. But the qualification for the World Cup, again, is in question. Mm. Since they lost to Germany, they're still in the third place. But knowing that the next games will be played without Doncic, without Dragic, without many others, who knows? Maybe Slovenia will not be there again in, in the World Cup. And it's it's really sad. And this is why I'm saying there are no advantages about the system. Everything about the system is, is wrong and everybody suffers. The players are suffering. The fans are suffering. The commentators are suffering. The media is suffering. Nobody likes this. And I don't know how long it's going to continue. Probably pretty long because FIBA yeah. is happy with the current and calendar. And as you said, and I agree completely with your point that even if we have the mm. EuroLeague players, it's not going to be complete without mm. the NBA stars. Yeah. We won't have packed gyms so in Serbia or in Greece can imagine, if, there, okay, if there's no Giannis th- or Jokic. There's a green light for EuroLeague players. And again, my example is Latvia, Slovenia. Does it change the picture for Slovenia that much? They add, not at all. They add what? Clement Prepelic? Mike Toby. I mean, okay, they it's might improve their Latvia, chances. Now when we see Porzingis and Davis Bertans, it's yeah. it's a completely different team. And and with Euroleague players, Latvians that that are in the Euroleague right now, they're not mm-hmm. special like Roland Schmitz. Okay, yeah. he's a hard worker, he's a good guy. I, I love him, but he's not a superstar. So uh this system is just wrong. And the fact that FIBA is in some war with Euroleague is one thing, but the other thing is that NBA is not really a different league, it's a different sport. Mm. They have their own rules. They couldn't care less about FIBA and 
they're they're not gonna stop the NBA regular season for players to go abroad and play some games and got, get injured, which is another thing happening right now, which is very sad about uh, Galinari, Shengeli, uh, Satoransky, and some other guys. Yeah, this is my rant about FIBA. <laughs> <laughs> we just discussed these top two players of the competition, Yanis, uh, Jokic. Oh, by the way, one one more thing. I mean, just watching that game against Serbia. I was so scared about Greek Greece uh, transition potential. Wow! I mean, every time they make a stop and they go into transition, I mean, it's almost guaranteed points. They need to do more of that. Ah, it just, sounds easy, right? Just, but it's incredible. But with Yanis and Nikolaitis doing that, it's it's, it's guaranteed alley oop. And yeah. I just checked stats, and in four games with Yanis. 17% of uh, Greece national team possessions yeah. uh, and, and shots came from transition yeah. and only catch and shoot situations combined more. It was, but it was around 17.5 and the execution was almost perfect. 1.3 uh, points per possession. And to compare, we thought that Slovenia, is, uh, Slovenia has that crazy tempo. Uh, the transition game uh, of their offense uh, goes to around 12%, I think, and the execution is like 1.1 or 1.808. Uh, and for example, Serbia is even worse. It's around 9% and execution is around 0.8. So that's a huge difference. What kind of you know power uh, of this Greece national team uh, is defense and all these uh, transition opportunities. And we just saw against Serbia. I mean, they scored 22 fast break points against two of Serbia. So if if Greeks will manage to have more transition opportunities, they, they might be unstoppable. So it all goes to trying to, you know, slow up the tempo uh, for them and for Yanis. But before moving on to our main topic of the day, um, Augustus, I want to ask you, since Serbia won the game and they were leading for most part of the game, right? Yeah. Uh, what Greece came did, back like a couple of times. What did they do right? I'm not, I don't know if it was done by Coach Pesic or was it just the players? What did they do right to sort of control the game, be in charge of the game? Mitsic got hurt, but they still managed. So. Uh, I have to thanks for asking this because now I rem remembered about uh, Onion Yaramas. Yeah, he was the unsung hero of the game when Mitsic went down with the injury, and there was so he is fine. You know, he played against Turkey. Uh, Yaramas stepped up in a huge way and uh, just delivered. Like I didn't even feel the need for Mitic in that game. He was Maybe he just was in so the clutch good. moments, no? Because Yaramas was playing hero ball in the end and yeah. it didn't turn uh, out to be good, you know? When you have but Jokic you know. hitting a crazy fadeaway over Yanis, uh, you're you're good in the clutch moments. And it was also... I, but I, yeah, you have to play Jokic, but Yaramas was taking all these clutch shots in the end. Was, he, he took last shot, the relation. Uh, it was like 10 seconds left and mm. uh, Yaramas took the ball, it was a timeout and they mm. drop a pick and roll with uh, Jokic but he just went uh, to the right and, and shot this layup, let's say. Yeah. But Yanis uh, was guarding Jokic. So you don't take the pick and roll because it's a switch and then you have to attack Yanis, you know? And, uh, but Yaramas was amazing. And I think uh, Serbia just attacked through the points yeah. that were the weak parts of Greece, let's say. Um, through Jokic playing uh, in the first half, let's say playing with him in the middle in this, three-point line, top of the top of the key, uh, that sort of thing. And with all of their sets going through that. And then in the second half, just giving him the ball 
inside against Giannis. Yeah. What were, were, were the um, usual lineups for Pesic? Who did he play at the fourth position mostly? He played uh, at the start. He played, uh, how is his name? You, you wrote to me. Uh, Jagodic Kuric. Yes. He came off the bench. They started with Lucic and Kalinic and both yeah, the four at the, positions. At the three or four. That's, that's yeah. I mean, that's yeah, the starting yeah. lineup. Yeah. And then uh, it was Jagodic. Jagodic Kurija. Yeah. He played I, like I believe six it's minutes. the right pronunciation. Yeah. Our Serbian yeah, I have viewers <laughs> will, will fix this. <laughs> But uh, it was he, main, they it tried was Davidovac, but I mean, you can you can feel the lack of the solid power for Davidovac uh, played four minutes, four couple minutes, minutes. Yeah. and against Turkey, I think he even didn't even s- step on the court. Maybe so Kalinic and Lucic they covered like yeah, forty yeah. minutes with the overtime, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, Lucic at the four with Jokic, I think it's really solid. Nice. And by the way, how uh, you watch Slovenia and Germany? Were there any good examples to follow how to try to contain Luka and Slovenia? Maybe get them drunk the day before the game. That's I'm a not good sure. Plan. Uh, or just I like mean, Coach Scariola said, maybe a little COVID would My help. feeling during that game was that Slovenians really, for some reason, were not that into the game. I don't know if that's uh, a reasonable explanation. But my general belief is that in Cologne, Slovenia will trash Germany because probably they're a little bit hurt by this loss and and they will go into that game with some extra motivation and i just didn't see the real slovenia in 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 this game you have to give a lot of credit obviously to weiler bob and franz wagner and Dennis Schroeder, he was good in this game leading his team involving teammates not only just looking to attack the rim what he usually does, but he was really involving his teammates. Andreas Ops played a huge like X Factor role. We know he can do that. He does that sometimes for Trinkieri in, in Bayern Munich. So I mean the Germans played a good game. It it's a good win for them, but in my opinion, it was not the real Slovenia. And it would be wrong to sit here and 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 say that oh the germans found out how to stop Doncic, how to stop Dragic. they exposed Crack them the code, like, yeah. like like they have some m- mysterious uh, secret weapons against them it's not about that it just happened in one game but i don't think there will be any problems for slovenia when they face germany again in, in the group stages that's just just my opinion slovenia just wants the group starts the groups to start I think it, they're a you funny are, team, you are like at this this point where you just want the official tournament. Yeah, I think every country has the same feeling because, for example, Lithuania they played nine games before the Eurobasket. We're so tired of these games against Estonia and Finland, and the problem is that we don't even know our real level before the competition. So this but schedule before the tournament is like exhausting. I don't want to talk too much right now about our team because yeah. we talk about our team too much in 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 a lot of podcasts in Lithuanian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just staying with Slovenia a little bit, I believe that when you have a team that's not really being coached, there's no disrespect to Sekulic, but he's not in charge of this team. I mean, he's he can, which is also the way of coaching. He can You're be not he can be the, to, you know, the, the right coach for this team, yeah. but the thing is that it's not about tactics or whatever. You have Doncic, and that it's just as simple as that. And when Doncic is not really up to it, when he's not, <laughs> he doesn't really want to play his full strength, this is what you get. He's sort of like, I, I don't know, a 
Dragon Ball Z character that needs a really strong opponent and a really big challenge to be 100% focused. Uh, so when he's leading the Dallas Mavericks throughout uh, through the NBA playoffs and when he's hearing all these talks about how Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to stop him, that's when he delivers. And now they're playing a qualifier against Germany. He knows that like yesterday, Galinari got hurt before the Eurobasket. Shingelia got hurt before the Eurobasket. Mitic got hurt, but okay, he's fine. Mm. And maybe he's just thinking like, I don't want to screw things up. I don't really care about this game as much as I care about the Eurobasket. I'm just trying mm. to speculate what are his thoughts approaching a game like mm. this. So, And in the end, they lose by 19 points. So, But no big deal, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so... Shall we go to the main part of the pod? I think so. Kind of the Let's do it. Special part of this podcast is that we will try to introduce this draft game to European basketball audience. In Lithuania, uh, it went really popular when our Lithuanian website and the colleagues from the Lithuanian website started this draft uh, game, drafting players from some competitions and basically running the fantasy draft. So we will try to do the same with the Eurobasket competition. Uh, we will... We will draft by order, but the thing is that all the players are available and we just set some rules like uh, only one naturalized player is allowed uh, per team. Also, we will be able to select only one team from one national team, uh, one, one player, player from, from one, one national team. Yeah. And yeah, the last two selections will be kind of wild cards to give some Some random respect. players some that, random favorite that we players. appreciate. Yeah, or maybe just some random. It's up to picks. us how, yeah. how, Which how we choose. Won't make a huge impact yeah, yeah, yeah. for the and, and just to general clarify, picture. it's not like we're building these teams to compete in a real fantasy game where we will be counting yeah. points or 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 yeah. PIR efficiency. We're not going to do that. The best team will be decided basically by your judgment, by your comments and votes. We will try to select players according to their basketball skills and, who, who and look good who look good and, and, and should be a good team on a court if they would be there playing for one team so that's the general yeah. idea because if we would go for numbers it would be a different different, uh, different uh, draft like we would be game. choosing uh players from those bottom teams mm -hmm. that will score a lot of uh, they will score a, score a, lot, a bunch of points because there's n nobody yeah. else on on the roster that can do that and we're we're just going to focus on quality and try to build a good basketball team yeah, yeah and we will invite you also kind of to vote uh, for the teams you liked the most. Yeah. We will put uh, these teams on Instagram, on YouTube channel as well. Yeah. And at the same time, in the comments, you can also play your, you know, a top fives, you uh, can fantasy fives. Or criticize it, our yeah. our picks. Uh, yeah, if, or you if, can if even you that try to play it with your friends because it basically yeah. takes uh, two persons, you know, to play this game, to play this random it's draft. usually more fun to do this with like four or in five groups. guys because, yeah. because then... Have to think more it's, about your selection. Yeah, because, I mean, there are a lot of great players, but when there's three of us, we need to set certain limitations, yeah. like one player from one team and only one naturalized player, because if we would go without any limitations, you would see like three stacked super teams. Mm. Franz Wagner as 11th guy. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, so who gets Let's the go. first draft pick? Before we start this uh, prestigious lottery process, right. two things I want to... You're the to commissioner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I kind of ask Gitis to make some papers 
you know, heated, let's say, to get me the first pick. But yeah, that's how it goes. That's how the business goes. Two things before we start. First of all, thank you all for all these comments. We had over 200 comments after our last episode of... Over 200? Yeah, of uh, Eurobasket power rankings. Yeah, almost 20K views, maybe even more. So thanks a lot for all this attention, for all the feedback, comments, criticism, and your insights. And just please don't forget to press like button on this video because just a single click really helps our channel to grow. Another shout out to our new partner, uh, which is Courtside1891. Courtside1891 is the primary live streaming subscription uh, subscription product of FIBA Basketball, where you can watch FIBA Eurobasket 2022 and many other competitions live or on demand. Uh, it's a great uh, new platform uh, to follow uh, FIBA competition. I remember I probably the previous platform was like on FIBA website, but I think that this is even better, you know, from customer uh, user experience. So Courtside 1891. It saved a lot of people uh, to watch the uh, Serbia-Greece game because Mm. because it was not shown by our local broadcaster. So it was the only option really. Yeah, and there's a Eurobasket event pass, uh, which allows us to watch the live games from from this competition. There's an annual pass, a lot of different variations, which you can find on our description. We will have all the uh, links uh, you need. There are some, you know, geoblocks may occur, but you will find more information in our uh, description description below this video. So, courtside 1891basketball this is it. Uh, we have to start our lottery process. Gentlemen, I will ask you to bring one I, paper from the box. I have a feeling there's some corruption here, but... Could be. There's only here we go. three. This corruption is Number three is. part of our daily life, you know. Just have to adjust. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I'm number one. Number one pick. So it was a fair draw. Goes number to two. It, it was a fair draw. You have number the, two? The host has the Come lowest. Come on now, <laughs> number three. My gosh. But you know, we have three players, like if you don't get yeah. one of them, you can go for the <laughs> I, other. <laughs> I kind of already know what I will get probably. But um, anyways. You have to show. Guys. Yeah, you have yeah. to show it, guys. He's number one. This definitely. Schnauzka's number definitely one. Definitely number this one. Yeah. number two and me number three actually to be honest i wasn't craving for the first pick that much because i thought that you would pick Doncic at yeah. number one you would pick Jokic at number one uh, that was so my my guess and i i want yanis so i could what get yanis with number three or number two but if i don't pick him now of course some of you will yeah. pick him so i'm going with yanis and tetokumpo and there are um uh, a couple of points here the first one is based on our rules there's no other greek player that i really want to have on my team and for example from slovenia i could pick goran dragic i would love to have him from serbia there are plenty of players to choose from mm-hmm, that's and, true and yanis and tetokumpo just makes my team already a very good defensive team mm-hmm. and transition and everything else. I don't want to even talk yeah. about how great Yanis Antetokounmpo is. This is very obvious. And it looks like from what he's done this summer so far, this is going to be the tournament when Yanis finally shows his true power in, in FIBA uh, competition. He averaged 30 points per game in uh, all four appearances. By the way, your selection is interesting because I remember in the last pod, we were kind of making this 
superstars of Eurobasket ranking uh, with Jokic, Yanis, uh, and Doncic. And we kind of said that uh, Doncic is kind of best suited for this FIBA uh, basketball. Yeah. Jokic goes you second. Said, but I said that if I can choose one from ah, Yanis and Jokic, because, yeah. I, I, I go of his defense. Yeah, I think August uh, made this kind of ranking, you know, very legit. I said that uh, he loses the least amount, let's say, of his game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I remember that discussion. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. But he's a two-way player anyway. Mm. He's a beast. Yeah. And and right now, we're going to put our players in positions probably, right? Yeah, yeah. So I will decide where I list him yeah. later when I see it's what like other players I get. You can put him in five different spots. But what <laughs> doesn't really matter that What much. was interesting about these first picks was that basically the superstar you take, it describes all your, I mean, um, it, it gives a great um, ground for the whole lineup, how you will uh, yeah. try to construct your team. For sure, for because sure. It, Definitely I'm going to go for so shooters different. right Yeah, yeah. Definitely these three players go are for, so for, different. For so kind of, you know, yeah. So just my first pick, Giannis Antetokounmpo and... Okay. I don't think I need to explain myself much. Yeah. <laughs> Augustus? Is it Luka uh, time? No, I'm going to go with Nikola Jokic. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. What a game changer. But I, I mean, read both of you. He's yeah, that's poker true. player. Either. I actually <laughs> thought that I would have to go with Jokic, <laughs> and I was okay with that because he was like yeah. my was number three pick. So maybe I over thought this process of uh, draft, but uh, I had a lot of time yesterday. You can't in, go in, wrong in, with in, any of these. Yeah, things. for sure. <laughs> no, but I just yesterday was had a seven hour layover in Warsaw airport and I just did this list of players mm. and I had the, the center Jokic and then all of the other centers are just the gap and you go. So I was like, yeah, I got to choose Jokic and uh, it's hard to pass on Luka, but I just think I will get uh, the, the the playmaker list is uh, really long and there are a lot mm. of good uh, scoring and, and and ball handlers creators. So mm, that's yeah. true. I think I'm gonna fill my position yeah, later. Obviously, this and Jokic is uh, like a point guard on the court as well. So that's this, true. This leaves you with um, without the option to choose any other Serbian players, but. That's tough because I wanted at least one. But still, guy. Jokic yeah. has to go in the yeah. first round. There's it's no impossible. Question. I'm gonna choose uh, Lucic. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> okay. So, so just say the name. Luka Doncic. <laughs> <Simone laughs> <Sobiesk>. yeah. <laughs> I'm already thinking about the next selection because I yeah. have uh, two picks in a row. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. actually, building a team around Luka from the talent pool, I saw for me it looked like the most difficult one because for other stars it was kind of obvious picks what you can build around them now it's a bit different so Luka Doncic my third pick and to start the second round ah oh, man I, I need a secondary ball handler but Dragic is out you need a big as well I need a big as well and shooting big would be perfect not many stretch fives you can't go with Toby <laughs> I can go with not, Toby. Not with can't. the fourth pick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have two players. I just want to, since you are you follow NBA so close, what do you think about Lauri Markkanen as a stretch five in Eurobasket? I need your advice about Fin this. Finnish Porzingis. I mean, he played the third position for the Cavaliers, but here he's a... They were big, playing the big ball. Yeah, they were playing ball. a very big ball, and he was... He's a big body. I mean, Lowry Markkanen with Luka Doncic on the same team, if we're talking about Mike Toby being the perfect fit, so... <laughs> that's a huge upgrade. <laughs> that's you know? probably the answer here. 
I mean, you have you will your team would have to score 110 be, points, but your team will obviously be based on offense. Yeah, that's scoring. True. Yeah, if you're picking Doncic and and Markkanen, but that's uh, the talent level is amazing. So I, I think it would make sense. So I have approval on this pick, right? Because I had a lot if of doubts. If that's what you were seeking. Yeah, I think I need that. So okay, my second pick is Laurie Markkanen. Yeah. Okay, so now we go to Ogis. Yeah, I'm thinking here. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Simone Fontecchio. I, I really like this guy and... Um, it's a high pick for Fontecchio. Yeah, it's just my personal favorite. So, And I think he fits in any kind of situation. He can play multiple positions. He can shoot, he can score off the dribble, he can post up, so... He, I think he will just give me a lot of options yeah. uh, offensively. And he's tall, athletic, can defend too. You just probably didn't want any of us to steal Fontecchio. This, exactly. This is like, why like, you, you if I'm him not choosing him right now, I'm not round. sure. I'm not sure <laughs> that's, he's going that's to smart. be there later. That's smart. Um, yeah, my pick, as, as I said, I need shooters around Yanis, right? So I'm I'm going for a player that is a ball handler, but at the same time a pretty good spot-up shooter. That that's the leader of, of Team France, uh, Evan Fournier. Mm -hmm. um, again, I think he's a player that you can't go wrong with. It doesn't matter that he didn't have a particularly good season with with the New York Knicks. We're seeing him as the number one guy in in, in the French team and. He's a good shooter and also a ball handler, which is what I need next to Yanis Antetokounmpo. So Evan Fournier for me. Okay, so now you I have, have a, I have pick. another one, yeah. right? I, I forgot about this system. So I just list Evan Fournier in my team. And I need to think for a moment. Hmm. I remember when this I was, is much harder when than I, was I thought thinking it was about be. <laughs> uh, building a team around Yanis, I kind of had Milwaukee as an example, you know, to fit some roles of these players when they won the championship, uh, of course. So yeah. you probably need Brooke Lopez, but <laughs> yeah, he also need a There's only stretch one. five. <sighs> that's that's a difficult one. Uh, while you think, Ritis, uh just just want to clarify: eleven and twelve pick. I can choose uh, any nationality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no limitations. But okay, it's not like there. If if there will be a superstar. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. It's you not won't. going to be superstars, but just right. Okay, so I think I've I've decided. I have Fournier, and I need another ball handler who will be more of my point guard, and I want the guy to be tall. I want him to yeah. be um, also capable of shooting the ball, also mm. creating his own shot, shooting off the dribble. And basically I have two options here. Don't uh, steal my guy. I'm thinking about Mitzic and Dragic. Mm -hmm. And probably I should agree that nowadays Vasilya Mitzic is overall the better player than the declining veteran Goran Dragic. But in this case, I'm actually going for Goran. In FIBA basketball, Goran is like Patty Mills of Australian national team, you know? He still has his speed. He's a left-handed guard. He's very difficult to stop. He can shoot off the dribble. He has a good mid-range shot. At the same time, he can play defense, which is another important thing for me. 
I kind of wanted to see Mitsich with Yanis, but I think Mitsich needs the ball in his hands a lot more often than Dragic demands. Dragic is capable of playing with Doncic, and Evan Fournier will have the ball a lot in my team. So I'm just picking Goran Dragic as my point guard. Okay. okay. So Yanis, Fournier, and Dragic, right? Yeah. Okay. Augustus, what do you have? Uh... I'm thinking whether to go with the point guard right now or 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 with the power forward. Uh, and I'm going to choose uh, Shane Larkin. Okay. I was thinking about and Shane. I'm not sure whether I'm going to play him as one or two. But and the Shane Larkin, the version of him that's in uh, Anadolu Efes. Yeah. Obviously. The Turkey national Obviously. team. The real <laughs> Shane get Larkin. He'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah, we will. I think as the game goes on, mm. we will see more of the let's say MVP kind of version. He just has to be aggressive. He just has to play his game. In my mind, why would you sacrifice your talent and your scoring abilities for just because there are other great players on your team? I think uh, you can balance the field goal attempts much better. And fair enough. Okay, so. I have two picks in a row. And although my team will be offensive-oriented, I need some defensive presence around Markkinen and Luka. Mm. And I'm thinking about the first naturalized player, although, although I was against this idea, and especially this particular case, with Spain mm, giving the passport to Lorenzo Brown. But... I really like him next to Luca as a solid lockdown defender, also secondary ball handler who could just bring the ball over the court uh, to take some load off Luca's shoulders. So yeah, I'm going with Lorenzo Brown. And then I need... Who you have, Redis as the point guard? Dragic? Goran Dragic. I need some physicality next to Markkinen and I checked all the power forwards and actually I thought that it was a great choice next to Jokic uh, because he also needs some you know athletic power forward who could defend and in the best case make a three-pointer and I think that now I need something like that in my team and I really like this funny guy Gershon Yabuselli as my power forward <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, I have Lorenzo Brown, Luka Doncic, Yabusela, and Markkinen so far. That's okay. why I had to go. I, I just knew I had to go with Yabusela before. <laughs> yes, there are some better, you know, so, mm, players. Mm, as a GM, in the pool, not, but n- not always you, you're going to get what you want. <laughs> I have to deal with the situation <laughs> right now. Do some adjustments. Wait, is it my pick right now? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's your pick. Um. Uh, should we play small ball? Should I pick Vizenkov right here? I'm not sure. Should I play Wagner at the four? Uh, I don't. Next to Jokic? No, not no, really. No, no. I don't think so. Yeah. Um. Tyler Dorsey. Okay. 
And just to clarify, he does not count as your naturalized no. player because he's not. Okay, yeah. so that's a really good take then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you have already Shane Larkin, and he is. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Somebody so should Larkin follow and Dorsey, our That I could see that working on a Euroleague team. And we are playing in the you know fever role. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And you have Jokic, right? I have Jokic, Larkin, Dorsey, and Fontecchio. So I have two picks now again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's the hardest that's part hard. when you have to, to but, take but two in a row. It's also a pleasure. Uh, it's easy actually. Boyan Bogdanovic, one of my favorite players. Yeah, yep. I think he fits my system with Yanis uh, as a spot-up shooter. He's deadly, taking shots from the corners. Uh, at the same time, when you have some mismatches, you can definitely use Bowen Bogdanovic in the post. Uh, he has very high basketball IQ, and he's a team guy. Some of the Croatian players in the past and even in the present maybe are thought of like difficult characters, but not Bowen Bogdanovic. I think Bowen yeah. Bogdanovic is a great guy, and and I I just love the idea of having him next to Yanis. And my fifth pick. I'm gonna go with Domantas Sabonis at center. Good choice. I think I have enough spacing and shooters. I can fit Yanis with Domantas. I think on defense it would be great. On offense, Domantas adds more, even more basketball IQ to my team. And when we're running in transition, Domantas can run with Yanis. I don't even need my guards to run. So yeah. I think Just this spot up in the corner. I think this could be a very interesting lineup. All five of my guys are actually NBA players, active NBA players. So uh, I have my starting five already: Domantas Sabonis, Yanis Antetokounmpo, Bojan Bogdanovic, Evan Fournier, Goran Dragic. Don't you dare tell me that it's a bad team. It's a nice squad. A I nice don't think squad. today we are going to see bad teams. You know, <laughs> yeah, with, I mean, like with only three of us choosing, like it's it's difficult to go wrong. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, I'm missing a power forward for my starting lineup, and it's basically only one name that's left there. That's above everyone else in my list, and it's Sasha Vizenkov. So mm, that's true. I mean, I would have wanted. Gershon Yabuzele much more here next to Jokic but um, I will go with Sasha Vizankov I just don't see anyone else uh, close to him okay so I make two picks and I have I'm pretty happy about my starting five you have multiple options on offense you have you know pick and roll players post up players creating off the ball with the Jokic's passing and uh, all five guys can shoot the ball very well. So actually, right now it's kind of hard for me to digest that Vasa Misic was not picked in the in the first. That's disrespectful. First no, it's round. not disrespectful. I chose Jokic, and I yeah, can go with the that's Serbian. That's oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. yeah. And I, I went with Dragic, yeah. and you went with Doncic and Lorenzo Brown. Mm -hmm. But he's still available. Wait, but he's still on the list. He's still you available. Went, you went with Goran Dragic ahead of. Yeah, that's I. That's just nostalgia talking. <laughs> I said that I accept 100% that Vasa Mitchell right now is the better basketball player than oh, the declining yeah. veteran Goran Dragic, but I had my own. Oh, thoughts. so I'm making mm. two picks in a row. Yeah. And I need small forward. It could. 
it would be best if he if, if he would be a free and D guy. I have few options. Unfortunately, I have to. You need a shooter there. You have Lorenzo Brown already. Yeah, uh, I'll actually had to give up the idea of Timotei Luavo Cabro because of Gershon Yabiseli. I also have had to give up Juancho Hernan Gomez because of Lorenzo Brown. How? I'm telling you, this rule makes it much harder to, yeah. Uh, to yeah. play. Yeah, and more game. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More interesting. And I need, I have two Serbians on my list. I mean, you have to go with one of two, one of them. But I have also one Croatian on that list too. I believe, only I, know, I believe I know his name. <laughs> if only I had Super Wi-Fi Mario. connection, it would have been better. You, you lost your Wi-Fi? For some reason. Yeah, I completely lost my Wi-Fi. Okay. You're this, not a very good commissioner. <laughs> this, <laughs> <laughs> this makes my selection even... Inter- okay. Now I got it. I mean, it's... You're going between three names. You have to be. Okay, because... If I choose one of these Serbian guys, I would need to give up Vasile Misic idea. And I really like Vasile Misic as my backup point guard. Backup Vasile Misic, a backup, backup point guard. guard. That sounds nice. You have Lorenzo Privileged. Brown. You, would you have Brown and Doncic. I mean, you would Doncic play. need some rest, you, you're already settled. Sounds like you desperately need Vasily Mitic, no? I don't need him <laughs> desperate. I'm definitely going to pick him if you leave <laughs> The him next to me. pick. Because I cannot, I cannot take Serbians. That's 100%. But too much of playmakers, right? No, nah, I'm just saying that. I mean, Doncic plays like 32 minutes, and those eight minutes that he doesn't play, Lorenzo Brown is going to be there. That's just really who wants uh, Vasily Mitic. No, I see his point, because I also had another point guard uh, next to Luka Doncic, which for me look like a nice fit and I will go like this uh, give me a second um, okay I still want to keep my options open and I take Mario Hezonia as my freeman and I will start my second unit oh you have two picks in a row right yeah I will start my second unit with a point guard, which I really like, also next to Luka Doncic coming off the bench, which is Kostas Lukas. I'm just hoping he's going to be healthy. Uh, let Something happen, he should right? Be, yeah, he should be healthy, I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So I can just take the best player available right now as we start to fill our benches, let's say. Yeah. Who I want as my six man? Is Rudy Gobert as his six man? <laughs> There's still Vasily Misic. Oh, okay. Uh, you I cannot. can't but, take him. But I, in general, I mean, Misic, Rudy Gobert, yeah. some of our great players. All There's the, a lot all of, of the German players. guys are still All there. the German guys, yeah. Uh, Zoni is not there. Um, I think I need defense here uh, with my bench. But um, I think I'm gonna fill it, fill that part a bit later. I just can cannot not choose uh, Franz Wagner. Yeah, that's a great right now. Fair enough. Another guy, he's like similar to Fontecchio, uh, who can play two, three, maybe even four if we are playing a really small ball. 
and uh, I think he's going to have a great uh, championship. I know he's going to have a great NBA career. Yeah, I made a video about him, and the thing I like the most is just his off-ball movement. And pairing him with Jokic, I think that would be a great combination. He is just so good at so many different cuts, and I think cutting is an underrated part at this moment. Like the young people, young kids are practicing more ball handling and shooting stuff and uh, tend to forget the off-ball part. So yeah, that's why I like I agree. That's why I like him a lot. Franz Wagner, a Gone. really great player. When when Orlando Magic picked him, I really didn't know that much about his abilities. And l during the last season, in the regular season, I had some Orlando Magic games. Uh, obviously, they're not the team to watch, but... Well, he is a great player Franz Wagner is a very promising player. And I think he's going to be like one of the best small forwards in FIBA basketball for the mm. next decade if he plays for Germany. Right, so that's a great pick, actually. Um, okay, so for me, it's very easy and very simple. I actually just upgrade my lineup and put Vasa Mitic in the starting lineup, and, and yeah. Goran Dragic <laughs> is my sixth man. It makes sense nice. because Goran Dragic has been the sixth man for most of his NBA career. So that's an easy choice. And the next pick... I'm going to go for a backup center. And I want a different type of center because I already have enough skill and IQ, which is why I'm not going for Alperen Sengun. Mm. And I'm going to go for Willie Ernan Gomez. Okay. He's a good pick and roll center. He will have a great Eurobasket because they just... They don't have... They're out of men, <laughs> so... But yeah. On a serious note, he's a proven backup center in the NBA. Um, I think he's pretty athletic. He's a good pick and roll player. He sets good screens. This is what I need from my my backup center. Um, I mean, Rudy Gobert is still there. It is. He is. I mean, I I couldn't <laughs> pick him because I have uh, Fournier, and I don't mm -hmm. have. Oh, guys, and you have. To both, you both have French players, so I can just yep. leave yep. him there until yeah, my tenth pick. Tenth pick. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, guys, I'm that's gonna, strategy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that's do strategy just that. Right there. <laughs> um, uh, let's go with then. Mm, These limitations really narrows the list of players we can choose. It's not that yeah. easy, right? I think we're pretty close to drafting some Estonian players. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no. I can't pick Luvao Cabarro because I have Rudy Gobert. In the future, it, it just doesn't make sense for you to pick any French player right now. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, but there's Serbians. I can't take uh, Nikola Kalinic or Lucic would be really nice here. Actually, could have done the same with. Mitsich probably, right? Or you still have your Serbian spot? I still okay. have my Serbian spot. Still have. For Nemanja. Uh, or Nikola. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe Nikola, <laughs> not Nemanja. I mean, Nemanja, Bielica, not Nedovic. I'm not sure about Bielica if he will play. But we're not talking about if he will play or yeah. not. We're just picking players from the list. 
Yeah, maybe, but okay. in my mind, I kind of rule him out of the Eurobasket okay. because his okay. availability is really questionable. Okay. Okay, I know Lucas is questionable, but I think he has more chances to play in Eurobasket, so right. I will try to be fair with myself. Okay, guys, for me, then it's easy. I pick uh, Ignaz Brezdekis. Okay. Iggy. Iggy Braz. You uh, believe in him? You think he's going to be consistent enough in the tournament? I mean, he's coming off the bench, uh, you know, in the in the tournament. Right. We are not sure, but uh, as my bench option, you know, I think he's going to be just fine. It would it, your team will be interesting because Brzezikas um, will be there with Franz Wagner, and probably Young like talent. Brzezikas. I mean, I mean, he wanted more minutes and a bigger role in Orlando Magic, but they drafted Franz Wagner, and the position yeah. was locked. So. And I have Fonteki as well, so. Yeah. Okay, two picks in a row. And in, I need a big body at center. Who would be different than Markkinen for sure. And I have two options. And I was really impressed. Okay, but I need some defense as well. I have two options, one NBA guy and one EuroLeague star. Hmm. Which position, position are you? Center. Center. You don't want JV? JV? Mm, nah, this time I'm skipping on him. I like Yusuf Nurkic more mm. than JV. That's your pick? I'm just thinking. As crazy as it sounds, I'm just thinking between him and Jan Vesely because he could be that, you know, defensive center coming off the bench, versatile center to cover a few positions. Nurkic is a different beast. It's more offensive oriented. So your final answer he is... He brought this <laughs> dunk of the summer. I'm not going to comment just after you make the selection for this. No, I I just want to, I will select best overall pick in this situation. I'm going with Yusuf. Okay, that's I think that's that's a good decision you made. Yeah, picking yeah. between because if you if you have Mark, if, so you have Mark about if you have Mark if you have and Vesely, I'm posting Jokic every possession there. Uh -huh. Every possession. Yeah, I just need a big body. And since we don't have 11 or 12 players, you know, based on some rotation, it's different. And then I need a defender. Good defender. And it's time for Serbians, I think. Mm. I decided about my two picks. I'm just praying that he doesn't take it. Probably you don't take it. Probably I won't no, because I'm, I'm, I'm choosing between Serbians and you already took Vasa. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not talking about about. I mean, these players that are available. <laughs> no, not just, you just have to now. Mm. Oh, you don't have to. We already chose Serbians, so you have a yeah. lot of options. You can take it, I mean, and okay. you can take them later. Exactly. Why would you go for a Serbian right now? Because we're not going to steal them. That's a good freaking point. They're going to be on the table. That's like the, the, Gobert, the, the, the Gobert thing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Mm, I have this as my freeman. Probably this guy's my foreman. So I need a shooting guard. What do you think, Radius? Do is Kaleidas a good fit with Jokic? Yeah. For sure. I I don't have I don't mm. know how this could be a bad fit. <laughs> I mean, all of the um, flaws that Kaladius has, Jokic makes up for them, and and uh, and he's good defensively. The basketball like you, yeah. First of all, he's good defensively. I need and, I need a point guard who is good defensively. So he is going to be good on defense and on offense. He's just going to run the show, and it's not like you need points from him. It's not like you need scoring. No, so. I have already enough scoring. Just yeah. the only problem yeah. that I already took Tyler Dorsey. <laughs> so that's I need, right. I need scoring, so I will take this guy who can who can set the gym on fire. And this is Furkan Korkmaz as my shooting guard selection. Here's the guy that has Doncic on his team, and he needs scoring. Yeah, I mean, I need shooters. <laughs> I mean, Markin and, and Mario Hizonia. He's coming Zonia. off the bench, but he needs scoring. Yeah, <laughs> and Lowry Markin desperate yeah, of yeah, scoring. Yeah, yeah. You're playing right. with three basketballs. <laughs> so Korkmaz, no worries. Yeah. I Korkmaz. Nurkic and Korkmaz. These, these are your picks, right? Yeah. Okay. I wonder what Reedis has in mind, and um, I'm I'm just praying. Um, Korkmaz is out. You have a Turkish player. I yeah, have, yeah, Larkin, I have so. Shane Larkin, so. So then one of my picks is already safe. And you know who's, got, so who's that going to be. Sedi? Oh, yeah. Um, I need a point guard and a power forward. And uh, the power forward spot is actually tough because I chose Simone Fontecchio. And now I start to regret it a little bit because I would like to have Nicolo Melli there. Um, yeah. But that's what I'm gonna have because I can leave Osman for for the last round. Uh, that's the tricky part that I chose Fontecchio so high. You have so many great Italian players that you cannot choose anymore. Um, since I can cannot go with uh, Nicolaitis, I will go with an uh, interesting pick. I will go with Adam Hanga. Okay, I had him. Since him on I, my list. I need defense, I can play him again multiple positions. So, if I can play with at uh, at the point guard, uh, changing Larkin, he brings me defense, and uh, I have enough scoring already on my team. So, mm. it's just you start to get the idea. I like the players who can play uh, multiple positions. Ritis? Um. Yeah. Uh, my players are safe, so I'm just picking Nicolo Melli as my stretch four for, for the second unit. It makes sense. Nicolo Melli playing next to William Gomez as a power forward. And then... He's not, he's not worth the bench, but... <laughs> but I know, but I have Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo and Domantas Sabonis, so... <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah. Can, he can be mad. And, and Mel, you know, the Mel thing is with my team that I will have players that you can... Um, change position, positions for them depending on the lineups. I mean, I have Boyan mm. Bogdanovic, for example. Uh, I start him as like a number three, but you can easily play him as a, as your power forward. And then my next pick is is Janan Musa. Mm. Mm -hmm. The Bosnian star, Spanish league MVP, uh, big contract with Real Madrid. I think there are a lot of 
big things coming for Janel Musa next year. It didn't work out for him with an Adolo FS, but in Real Madrid, I think he's going to do great. And with Bosnia, I think he's also going to do great. We saw some good performances in, in the qualifiers and in the Eurobasket. Bosnia is kind of a tricky team. I thought about our group of death. Exactly. And I think Bosnia and Herzegovina no. is not going to be an easy, yeah, easy team it. with Nurkic, with, with Musa. Everyone is saying the group of death, but you have like four teams that already clinched the spot to go later, to go to at the further rounds. But I don't think Bosnia is going to. Oh, it's no. like a dark horse, yeah. I mean, uh, if Bosnia steals a win from Germany or Lithuania, it wouldn't be like a huge mm, blow. I, I, I could imagine that happening. They just won a double overtime game against, against France. France and and we saw a lot of quality yeah. in that team. So Janan Musa is my pick and Nicolo Melli as well. And then I just leave my last spot open for, for Chetty Osman later. Smart. So it's your pick now. It's my pick right now. Um, wow, I don't have the Wi-Fi connection. Wow. I don't know. For me, it's working. I don't have a lot of options left here. Um, me neither. Maybe Juancho playing at the four. I think that's good. what Scariolo has to do a lot because their other options at, at the position are very poor. I will go with Hernan Gomez with uh, Bo Cruz at my power forward from the bench. And uh, I was thinking about Dario Saric, but I don't know his shape. I think... Uh, I saw some highlights from their games, but uh, it's not enough for me. So, and uh, other options in the power forward position is, let's say, a, lo a lower, uh, lower level. So that's true, and mm. that's the position I have to fill. Mm -hmm. In, I mean, there's still Sharj, uh, there is Marcos Simonovic, uh, Montenegro. There is Sharj out because I have Hezonia. Alex Fo Matson as a stretch four. What I, like him. I like him. I have, have him. He has I have him under Melly. He has Markin, but since he's building a, a, a team that's, that's going to score 120, 120 yeah. he should have game. taken Markin, Vesely, and uh, Voitman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me get the ball in the post to Jokic. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, as my forward selection. Specifically for the small forward position, I'm thinking between. Okay, I'll I will go with two picks in a row. So still, I need to get this Serbian guy, and I'm thinking between. Oh, Lucic. you have Serbians to yeah. fill the power forward I'm, position. It would be perfect to fill the positions. Yeah, yeah but I since mean, we have Kalinic this rule, I can't take be... both Kalinic and Lucic. And generally, I like. Kalinic more. I think your team needs Kalinic more. But at the same time, I think that Lucic would be so great in transition with Luka. I just imagine him running, you know, in transition better than Kalinic. But Kalinic is a better defender and he can give me some minutes in the power uh, forward position as well. So, unfortunately, I will have to go... Okay, as, as funny as it sounds, unfortunately, I will have to go with Kalinic because of his 
defensive. At uh, the four? Yeah, uh, or the, the three. Uh, I still didn't make up my mind for the number forward. And as you mentioned, not many great defenders especially left. We have these guys who could s stretch the floor. We have Polnar. Oh, no, Polnar is... So Uridis is going to take City Warrior. Yeah. Yeah, it's an easy choice. I mean, uh, I want my team to be solid defensively as well, so my lineup has to be kind of a... My players need to be tall at a point guard and shooting guard positions. Mm. And you have four years, so Lubavo is... Yeah, unavailable. That made the game just so much more difficult but at the same time it gave you some opportunities to use your strategy and leave like Rudy Gobert for the last pick because other French guys were picked highly and it would have not made sense if we chose you know let's say um, like Lucic yeah. for bench or I can still pick Schroeder as my 12th man. <laughs> hey, Dennis. I, can you play? Can you be an 11, 12th man for me this summer? Look, here's a towel, and I need you <laughs> to cheer for the team as loud as you can. Give 100% of cheering. Do you know, do you know how to use that on yeah. the bench? <laughs> mm -hmm. He has a YouTube channel. I don't know if you have seen it. He does vlogs. Schroeder has a YouTube Schroeder channel? Schroeder has, yeah. Oh. You really uh, taking a lot of time with this pick. Are oh. we going to make the flight? <laughs> the your, your pick is I think the gate closes after like seven hours, so just hurry your, up. Your pick is taking more time than my layover yesterday, which was seven hours. It reminds me of Yanis' free throw routine. That's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> I'm running out of time. We should put a, like a clock or something. Oh, the... Yeah, yeah. I will have to go in with the offense probably. And I'm taking Johannes Voitman for my last pick, 10th pick. You're going to run, gun, and then gun some more. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Who are you taking? Voitman. He's taking Voitman. Oh, so Korgmas at the two, Kalinj at the three, and Voitman as a We're four. We're not playing second unit, you know, for 10 minutes. I will adjust the I playing mean, time, so. Your team yeah, yeah, is Luka is going, and Hezonia and Yabuzel is going to be happy about playing. 15, 20. Your team is all guns blazing. That's that's what I can say. Yeah. So now, what we have? Okay, so I have Lorenzo Brown, Luka Doncic, Kostas Lukas, at Furkan Korkmaz. Have Hezonia, Kalinic, Yabuselli, and Floydman as my forwards, and Markkanen and Nurkic as centers. I have, should we read this out? Huh? Should we read this out? So you now you make you're your, doing your next pick. Last pick, which is Rudy Gobert, prob probably. Oh, right? that's why. I, that's what I. Okay. And then you're gonna have ten players. Yeah. I have ten players. Yeah. And I'm, I'm choosing picking, Rudy Gobert. And I'm picking Chetty Osman, so I also have ten players. I already wrote in these two names. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's yeah. make the eleventh pick. <laughs> but so we can go now to the eleventh pick, right? Can you just read out your? Lineups? I have uh, Shane Larkin at the one, Tyler Dorsey at the two, Simone Fontecchio at the three, Sasha Vizenkov at the four, Jokic at the five, and from the bench I have Adam Hanga, Ignaz Brezdekis, Franz Wagner, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Rudy Gobert. Right. Okay. And my team 
if you want to list positions, then Vasimitic is the point guard, Evan Fournier is the shooting guard, Bojan Bogdanovic, small forward, Yanis as as the power forward, uh, Domantas Sabonis as the center, and the second unit, Goran Dragic, point guard, Chedi Osman, shooting guard, Janan Musa, small forward, Nicolo Melli, power forward, Villiernan mm-hmm. Gomez, my backup center, and now it's my word for the 11th pl- player, yeah. right? Because... Um, uh, no, I wait, had, it's... Donatus. No, no, I had no. two no, picks. Yeah. I had two one. picks, so Sorry. one yeah. of my picks is yeah. Chedi Osman. And, and then it's your, it's your 11th. Yeah, it's my 11th pick. And as we agreed, for the 11th and 12th, we're going to choose something different. Some role players, players that we like, players that we consider like underdogs or underappreciated mm-hmm. players. And I'm going to go with Andreas Obst as my pure shooter in case I need one in some situations for five or six minutes for sh- some some stretches. And I think um, he would be fine with the 11th man role in this wow. roster. <laughs> he, he wouldn't be demanding um, more minutes because he believes he's better than Fournier. So <laughs> Andreas Ops from Germany. Okay. Um, uh, I think we're going, I don't know why, but we're going with the shooters in these two picks. No, my 12th my, my guy will be a very big center. I can say that. That's my idea. I want one really, really big center. Stop all. No, he I, was like a sleeper pick because I, he just got. I rejoined. cannot pick French players anymore, or is it the, no, the rule does not apply? Yeah. Okay, okay. I will. I will think about him. I will still uh, follow the rules, and I'm going to with uh, Vojtek Ruban as my eleventh pick. He's what? a superstar of FIBA windows. Yeah, and I think uh, he wouldn't be. You know, I mean, you have before him, he would have superstars in the same team, so. I mean, he's a huge impact player in the qualifiers, but in my team, he would be like 11th man. And just to have this guy maybe win for me one game during yeah. the Eurobasket with his shooting, why not? And if Satoransky doesn't play, then Ruban is going to be so important for them. Satoransky is not going to play, is he? Mm, he's very doubtful. Yeah. I heard some rumors like they're going to take him to the Eurobasket Probably and he's wait going for and him. Maybe, you know, he because might show up in the playoffs. The group D is, is not that difficult. They can they can manage the group even without Sato. And if he's I mean, back on the court in the, let's say, last game of the group stages to prepare himself for the You knockout. can easily trick yourself in that group, however. I know, you can lose to Finland. You can use to lose to Israel. It's, Poland, it's, it's Poland as well. It's, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, let's say there is with, high probability that they advance and maybe he is able to play later. With Satoransky healthy, I, I would put Czech Republic as, as the number two easily. Because yeah, Serbia is there. But without Satoransky, it's a different picture, yeah. Because Markkanen can shoot the lights out. He might oh, be yeah. averaging like 25 points per game in that tournament. Yeah. I wanted to have him in my manager. Where you count the efficiency. Yeah, it'll yeah, be great. That, that would make a lot of sense. Okay, I want Ukrainian on my team. And there's one Ukrainian I really like. Uh, I like his game style. And I remember watching him and falling in love with him, uh, following Ignaz Brazdeikis and his debut summer league experience with the New York Knicks. And there was a player who remind, remind me, me him a lot. This is Svi Mikhailuk, uh, another playmaker, uh, I think that he would shine in European basketball. He's trying to find his spot in the NBA. 
as a rotation guy, but in Europe he would be awesome. And I just wanted to have somebody from from Ukraine on my roster. Kind of feels too good to be an eleventh player, in my opinion. Yeah, could be. I won't play him a lot. It's just for don't you know. Play this. He's like, no, let's no, no. go with it's the just, interesting. Picks it's just for you pick for Ukraine. Uh, and I actually wanted to have Ker Krisa on my team because <laughs> guy said he knows how to get into Luca's head. Um, you have Luca, but I have Luca. <laughs> So I don't want this dogfight in my team. Thanks for giving me an idea. Uh, so probably Just please pick Kruno, Simon. Somebody has to pick Kruno. You won't. Ha won't you? I I will stick to those rules about one player from one team. So I'm not that good picking Kruno. Okay. He, I was thinking since he's a legend, I believe he should be appreciated. I was thinking between <laughs> two be uh, veterans who deserve respect. And this was Rudy Fernandez and Kruno Simon, but I just like Kruno Simon vibes more. So thanks for the suggestion. I'm going with legendary Kruno. Okay. To complete my roster. Right. So it's August turn. Back to, to pick me. the last guy. To pick the last guy. Um, should I pick Kerkarisa? Yeah. He makes a great story. Or Yusuf Sanon. You know, I just realized one thing. I might... Some awesome pick. I might want to adjust my team and go to the waivers. You're <laughs> <laughs> doing Mike James thing. Fancy. Cheating. Not, wh why is that cheating? The guy's not picked. And I would exchange one of my higher picks to him. Like, the I board has to prove it. You know? So will the board prove it if I go to the waivers and to I the waivers? Yeah, I drop Janan Musa and I pick Danny Avdia instead. Hmm. Okay. I was thinking about Avdia. Would you approve that? I mean, it changes all the draft, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I you did not made. even mention Maybe his name. There should be but some cash, thinking, uh, cash involved uh, right, in this right. deal. So yeah. So just to be, I'm picking uh, Kerkrisa. Yep. Just for a good for a good story, he will be coming uh, for five minutes on the court, just to get into Luca's head, as close as to Luca as possible. Five fouls, use him in five minutes. Trash four. will probe him to one technical trash talk and uh, to get him into the job. fight, just to mm -hmm. take out him of the game. Okay, I mean it's not much because Luca is still gonna be really reacting to the refs and and stuff like that. But if he's not, I will have Kirkris. Cool. And Ritis. And I'm picking Artyom Pustovi, um, a, a Ukrainian giant. Uh, that big center I, I mentioned before that I want to have on my team as my 12th player. And Artyom Pustovi just fits the idea. And then my roster is set, but I'm still waiting for the approval about the. Um, I give him a green light. Yeah, I give him a green light. So I. I for I, me as well. Sorry to Janan Musa. I, I love him. But I just was the last cut. Yeah. I just, just realized that I, want, the I just realized that I want to have Denny Avdia on my team more. Um, he had a good season in Washington, and he's still very, very young. He's only twenty-one years old, so the ceiling is very high for Avdia. Okay, this we're is finished, it. right? Yeah, this is it. So we're waiting for you to vote for the teams you liked the most. 
both on Instagram on or on our YouTube channel uh, below the video. And also we're waiting for your lineups and for you guys to play this draft. Maybe in the future we'll have more drafts uh, like this. And of course, if you're enjoying this video and if you like what we do here, please go down there and like it uh, below the video and subscribe our channel. That's all. Rytis Vishnauskas, Augustas Šuliauskas, Donatas Urbanas. We're going to our flight, basically. We're heading to the Eurobasket and from here uh, we will continue uh, the pod every once or twice per week. So, see you soon. Hey everyone. Hey fans, Pau Gasol here. Courtside 1891 is your home to stream Eurobasket 2022. Visit Courtside 1891 today. Don't miss the action, live or on demand.